0: Welcome to All In, I'm Rick Jordan. Today, I'm the CEO of a large technology company, but in 2007, I lost it all. And now I'm here to share the lessons I've learned and the strategies my guests have used to build success from the bottom up. And in every episode, you'll get something to reach for and something to grab onto, whether it's personal development, business, technology, or giving back. You'll be able to ignite the spark in your life to make that change and transformation. So 10 years down the road from now, You'll be able to look back and say, I don't even know that person that I was. I'm so glad I decided to rise. I'm so glad I decided to stand up and actually begin to start, to ignite the spark, to go all in. Today, I'm gonna go by a rule of threes, is that cool? Because three things are pretty easily consumable and tech stuff can get pretty boring sometimes too, yeah? So let's talk about risk. Everyone has risks in your business. You have risks of liability from being sued. You have risks of people working with you, making the wrong decisions, to losing clients, to everything else that you can possibly imagine. But the one risk that a lot of people don't talk about is that person that's sitting right outside the door, and I'll talk about that one in a sec. I wanna give you the three biggest risks, areas of risk right now that I see right now for cybersecurity, sound good? China, who loves China? <laughs> not many hands, right? Did you know that they have an offensive division of their government for cyber warfare? Offensive. Do you know how long they've had that? For over a decade now. You know how long the United States has had it with the NSA? September of last year. You think they're a little bit ahead of us? I think so. You know who these guys are targeting? They're working through subcontractors right, co- contractors right now called App 10. Have you heard of them? Probably not you know who they're going after? Me. Guys who have technology firms that come into your businesses to try to resolve things. You remember the Target breach a few years ago? Who got their credit card number stolen in that? I know I did. There's no hands. Everybody here was that safe. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. You know how it got stolen? I was shopping at a Neiman Marcus because they're part of the Target group and I slid my card into the, into the scanner and that's the only way that they were able to steal it. You know how that bug got in there to where the hackers got in? It was an HVAC company, 25-person air conditioning and heating firm that had this bug implanted on one of their laptops. They plugged it into the furnace at one of the Target stores, and then it spread out from there to, to snatch all the credit card numbers. You never think that things would get in that way, right? So that's why they're targeting technology firms like me. China is because we have access to the keys to the kingdom to so many businesses that are out there. The sad part is, is that by the Department of Homeland Security's own admission, less than 20% of us actually have the skill set to deal with these things. So one out of every five, who has an IT guy? Nobody has technology providers, or is this just a dead room? Wow, that's okay. Well, when you get one, that means four out of five don't even know how to deal with this stuff. No, no, no. Do you have one? Yes. No, that's okay. Everybody has one. Four out of five of them don't even even know how to deal with these things. We were just mitigating a year ago a hack on one of our clients who has over a thousand patents coming directly from China. It's insane. The second biggest risk, here we go, I'm wearing an American flag pin right here because I do love our government, but at the same time there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on. Everybody knows about the Facebook hearings last year, right, How, how Mark Zuckerberg was put on display for everyone. Well, what you did not hear, most likely, is that behind the scenes, the DOJ, Department of Justice, and the FBI were trying to take Microsoft to court to get an order so that they could open up their encryption for Skype. Who uses Skype? Who has used Skype? Yeah, exactly. What our government wants to do is digitally wiretap. They used to do it with analog telephones, but now they want to just listen into your Skype conversations, your IMs, your Facebook Messenger, all of that for whatever purposes they feel like, but now they are threatening our own privacy. They want to hack in, our own government wants to hack in to your stuff. That's crazy. $412,000. That is the average cost. This is the third biggest risk. That is the average cost of an internal threat incident. Does everyone know what an internal threat incident is? Can you think of one? I'll give you an example. Three years ago, this is one of my best stories. It wasn't 412,000, it was 25 million. A client of mine has over 1,000 patents, works with large manufacturers like Caterpillar, called me up and said, Rick, I need you to get over here right away. I think I have a problem with one of my employees. And I'm thinking, well, okay, well that's interesting because one of my tech people just came to me and said we got a red flag that popped up and someone transferred a large amount of data from your server to a flash drive just about five minutes ago. This is an amazing coincidence that you're calling me, I'll be right there. I pull in, we pull up his company vehicle on GPS that we installed, and that dude is sitting in the parking lot of their largest competitor, right then, in that moment looking to sell this IP, this intellectual property, for how much, who knows, but this was estimated to be worth about $25 million because this was his book of business for this $150 million firm. This guy had back taxes, alimony for three ex-wives, and child support from all three marriages. My book Situational Ethics talks about how people cross that line because of external pressures that push in. This is the problem. So a lot of what I do is going into organizations to try to find these people that might cross that line. You start to determine in their life, through their behaviors, did this secretary send out more emails this week than every other secretary in this law firm? Why did they send out more files than everybody else? We look at these red flags and some of them are great. They're, they're fantastic. But then others are to where an attorney wants to leave a firm and she downloads $6 million worth of case files to try to go start, jumpstart her own firm, which also included electronic health records, which violated HIPAA. You know how much you can get fined for HIPAA fines these days? Up to 1.5 million per record. Every single name, every single birthday that goes out the door, the virtual door, you get fined 1.5 million. I was talking, anyone see Rodney last night with his Rolls Royce? No, we'll get to that in a sec, okay. It was fantastic. I'm going to give you three quick things that you can do today to help yourselves. I don't know how many employees you have, but a lot of us are probably solopreneurs as well, right? So I'm going to give you some very quick things that you can start right now. Password manager and 2FA, who's heard of 2FA? Just a couple of you, right? Anyone ever get a text message from your bank when you sign in and say, hey, here's your access code? That's 2FA, that's called two-factor authentication. It's just simply your password plus a device gives you access. There's Free applications out there from Google called Authy, A-U-T-H-Y, you'll want to write that down. There's another one that's listed up there called Duo, those are the best ones that are out there. If you don't secure everything with two-factor authentication, there is no way that you're going to know that it's actually you. Imagine one morning waking up and you don't have access to your bank accounts. Has that ever happened to anyone? It did to me a month ago. Traveling in Vegas, I'm batch recording for my podcast and I wake up and I get up in the morning and I try to log into Chase. Great big bank says I cannot get in. They have locked down my accounts due to fraudulent activity. At this point, I don't know. How much money do you have in your accounts? Where are all your investments, all your portfolios listed right now? This stuff happens. It's great that they caught things and it's because of two-factor authentication that I was still safe. Encrypted messaging and VPN. Remember how I was talking about the U.S. government trying to wiretap. If you need absolute private communications, anyone ever hear of Snowden? (laughs) I think we all have, right? See that nice little icon that's up there? That's called Signal. That is the best encrypted private messaging that exists today. It's free, you download it, it's Snowden endorsed, (laughs) if you care to like him or not. You probably don't like him, I don't either, but the guy has some great outlooks on privacy and encryption. If you need private communications, that's one great way to transfer files. You can even make phone calls on here across the globe, and nobody can listen in. Now, it's banned and censored in a couple of countries like Egypt, Iran, United Arab Emirates, but there's ways to get around that if you want to ask me privately. And VPN, Everyone has heard of VPN, right? Does anybody use a VPN? <laughs> not, not many people. When you're at a public Starbucks, you log onto the Wi-Fi, right? You know, everything that's there can just be sniffed right out of the air. I'm trying to freak you out because it, it, this is for real. Anyone can just snag your banking passwords right out of the air from your laptop to wherever their wireless router is and go from there. Your cell phones, if you log in from an app to Chase Bank, that's not encrypted when you're on public Wi-Fi in Starbucks. A quick way to do it, at and I'll give them a shout out. They just launched with... All of their business plans or business wireless plans, I don't know who you use right now, but it has automatic VPN whenever you're on a public Wi-Fi connection. Otherwise, what's that? That is extremely safe. That's, yes, if you're using that, you are fantastic. That stuff is just between there and there and you're good to go. It's amazing, nobody else can get on those, you're fantastic, yeah. That's a great question. If you're looking for a VPN for your laptops, because it's the same principle, Nord VPN is a great one to use also. NORD VPN, these things are so cheap. It's like 50 bucks a year (laughs) to grab these things. That's a small investment. The last thing I talked about insider threats, security awareness training and employee monitoring. When I was on Fox in San Diego, I was talking about this and telling individuals what to do and how not to use personal cell phones for work purposes because I'm the guy that helps my clients monitor everything they do on those personal cell phones. So I'm kind of playing both sides of the coin with that. But that's great. Why should anybody be doing some shady stuff anyways? You know, so, so just stop. But the biggest way that hackers get info into your or get the info to get into your networks or whatever—have you heard of phishing? Well, do you know what that is? You'll get an email. For those of you who don't know, you'll get an email that says, "Hey, this is Microsoft. We need you to reset your password. Click here." You click there, it goes to a site that looks just like Office 365, or if it's Google, it looks just like Gmail. You enter in your existing email address and password, but it's actually a fake site hosted somewhere in Nigeria. Now they have the keys to the kingdom. They can get into your email account, which can sometimes be used for what we were just talking about, two-factor authentication, and have access to every single piece of information that you have. When you have staff, when you have teams, The best way around this is security awareness training. It's awesome. My company sends out randomized emails to everybody in an organization from anywhere from two people all the the way to 5,000 people at a time to find out who's the most gullible. We call it a gullibility test because there's always somebody or a group of people in every organization that will click on anything, especially if it's shopping deals for the day. Then the login and now their passwords are usually the same that they log in to get into the healthcare network that they're a part of. It blows my mind. But the best way to do this is security awareness training. And the last part is employee monitoring. This is what I love to do. It's the sexy part about what I do is catching the bad guys that are out there. I, maybe I shouldn't call them bad guys because they've got these pressures in their lives, like I was just explaining about. But if companies can implement programs to show them that there's other ways to turn. Than actually stealing or committing crimes within those organizations, then we're all so much better off. It comes down to that education piece again and trying to lift people up. That's why I launched a podcast this past week too to try to just help lift people up. So, employee monitoring, that's a big one that you need to employ. It's so simple to do, but you do need somebody, again, it's that under 20% that actually have the skill set to go beyond the tools and actually take a look around and say, oh, this person is legit, even though these alerts are going off, but these guys over here, yeah, not so much. I think we need to look into them a little more. Maybe we need to follow them home. Maybe we need to follow, deploy a resource, ex-CIA, to go into the bar with them and see who they're meeting with. That's how we catch these guys. There's no other way around it besides human assets. And you know, I, always, I told you three things, but here's a bonus number four. Who has antivirus on their computers? Everybody, right? Yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> Whatever you're using right now, if you bought it from Best Buy, you know, or Staples, wherever, yeah, it doesn't work. It doesn't do anything for you. Well, it does about 80% of the time, but who wants to be 80% protected? Nobody, right? There's only two that have scored with 100% effectiveness, and I'll tell you why. Hey, there goes my slides. My slides, that's okay. Write these down, Sentinel One. It's What Visa uses, it's what Amazon uses. Sentinel-1, one, S-E-N-T-I-N-E-L-1, one, O-N-E. The downside is unless you have a larger organization or you're working with a technology firm, you cannot get access to that because the minimum buy-in is 1,000 licenses with these guys. They don't sell to the general public, which is kind of sad. The other one is Carbon Black, that's another great one that's out there, kind of the same thing. We, we jumped ahead here, but that's okay. Hey, trend's coming. I'm on my bonus. Bonus. If you're a consumer, which most of us are, you just have one computer, or you don't have employees, do web routes. That's the best one that's out there available to you. Even though it says antivirus on it, it uses a lot better things, and I'll get into exactly what that is. It's artificial intelligence. So it's not, the way antivirus used to work is it was a fingerprint. A virus had a fingerprint, just like you do, just like you do, just like you do, doesn't change. That's how viruses used to work. So whether it was on your MacBook or your tablet or the Windows PC down there, it was still the same virus. So as long as that fingerprint was known and registered, antivirus was able to protect everybody in the entire world. Now they morph. Every single time it looks different on yours than on yours than on yours. There's no way the fingerprint technology can do this anymore. Artificial intelligence takes a look at things and predicts what this worm is going to do in the next 10 microseconds and tells you if it's wrong or not. The other problem with this too is that this is that less than 20% again, and I know I'm getting short on my time. To, I, I'm giving a lot today, <laughs> which is what I wanted to do. I was encouraged to ask, which we'll get into that in a sec here. but. If you have a technology firm right now that's providing you feel valuable services, ask them about what's called MDR. I'm throwing acronyms at you, which is Managed Detection Response. It's great to have the tools, but if you don't have the people with the security mindset behind them, you can have Sentinel-1 that I was talking about all day long, but if they don't know how to mitigate the response afterwards, and try to prevent those things from happening. I had a call from a client of mine who owns six Buffalo Wild Wings franchises last year, screaming on the phone, frantic panic, not mad at me, said he just got a call from the FBI because one of his stores was leaking credit card data to the dark web. They were already up to 11 credit card numbers at fines of $600,000 each. That's insane. He's telling me my cyber insurance policy only covers one instance, which is, really the case across the board right now. Because of what we're able to do and what Sentinel One helps us do is we can utilize those tools to actually tell, in his case, that it was not his store that leaked that data across. The problem with this, remember I said the US government was one of the biggest risks? This is one of the areas in regulatory fines to where it is guilty until proven innocence. There is no way to go in and say, oh, well you have to prove that it's this. No, they just look up information, say, yep, it's you, there it is. They pulled up data from a store that was 100 miles away, which is actually where it was. I was able to call, use my CIA training into Comcast and actually play the part of a whole bunch of other people and give them information that they were, allow them to give me information that they weren't supposed to to find out exactly where the store was. That's what I'm saying. It's under 20% of people that have this skill set. The trend's coming, I'm gonna wrap this up. CCPA, anybody hear about this? Nope, January 1st, this year is when it went into effect. Anyone hear of GDPR? Over in Europe, privacy protection for consumers, CCPA is the California Consumer Protection Act, just went into effect January 1st of this year. One of the things I was talking with Rodney about yesterday, the guy who owns all these dealerships, you know, he processes tens of thousands of credit applications every single year. Right now, the fine for one of those going out the door, social security numbers, whatever, is $10,000. CCPA jumps it up to a half million, every single record. He was very interested when he was talking to me because he said, I, I can't afford To have just even 10 of those go out because that's 5 million. Exactly, the CCPA is a mirror of what GDPR is in Europe. It's going to trickle from the west coast to the east coast. If you're involved in anything with credit card numbers or any kind of consumer data whatsoever, you need to follow this. Blockchain, you've heard about this, right? It's tied to crypto, gets a bad rap. This is one of the best things that's ever going to happen on the face of this planet. It's going to be the way for medical health records to be exchanged from hospital to doctor's offices and, and to patients' homes without being able to be hacked or, or siphoned off anywhere. It's amazing. This is one thing maybe I'll talk about specifically later on this year. And AI, artificial intelligence. I talked about this as the only one thing that can actually cause you to be protected the way you need to because it learns as you go. There's no more fingerprints. The only things that can stop the machines are the machines. I know, now I'm talking Terminator, right? Anyone can go back there? Skynet? (laughs) AI has a lot of good things to it. My biggest obstacle in this, I mean, even in sales with this, this is almost like technology was 20 years ago, Uh, is is the education piece of it, which is one reason why I launched my podcast because I do, I think, a pretty good job at dumbing this down, not talking techie speak, <laughs> but giving you the info that you need to. It's very hard to condense it in such a short time. But still, in order to get this out to the masses, which is one of the issues that I, or one of the reasons why I have the podcast, the sale becomes so complex because it's a lot of getting over those educational humps because a lot of this is just so new, but it's so much of a risk to everyone that's out there right now. So, that would be my ask is what do you feel the best way would be to just educate individuals? You know, I, I like leaving our sales engagements just knowing that they learn something.
1: <laughs> yeah. So l- let's understand who your best, who your target market is, because obviously there are security products that are out there, like you mentioned, yeah. some for antivirus that are for the masses. Are you a one-on-one? You go in and, and you're looking for an organization between X and Y, or are you looking for a mass market? I think that'll help everybody give you a little bit of advice when we toss the microphone around the room so that so that they can best direct
0: you know that education question that right so it's a, to answer the question of one-on-one or mass market mass market is coming about a year from now okay. and that's going to come to individual consumers also because I, I just feel compelled, ethically speaking, that you can walk into a Best Buy right now and just buy things off the shelf that don't protect you. <laughs>
1: right.
0: It blows my mind that they just don't rip those off. you know. And I was the very first Geek Squad agent in Chicago back in 2003. A personal friend of mine runs it for the entire country right now. And so it, it, I asked him the same question. So, so
1: mass market in the future. But how can everybody help you today exactly. to educate the right people that are gonna turn into the right conversions for you. So maybe if you give everybody a snapshot of that, then we'll toss it around for some ideas.
0: Yeah, we've got
1: Ivan. So oh, well, okay. if we can answer that, I think that'll be more helpful for it. everybody. So who's your target market today that they can help you with to address them today?
0: Target market would be small businesses, 10 to 100 employees, okay. but then also skipping mid-market and jumping up to 1,000 plus. Only because the 1,000 plus typically don't have The internal resources to be able to handle these things, and we need to do the education portion of it. When you see me on TV, I talk a lot about ethics. I'm going to give you my secret sauce here. When I go into larger corporations, I come in as the ethics trainer. I tell them, hey, this is how to have a better life and what to do, but in reality, I'm sending in my resources undercover, so to speak, to find out who the bad apples are while I'm trying to teach them about ethics. So that, that's the whole, uh, I'm gl- everyone signs NDAs, Terrific. right? Yeah, so don't blow my cover. But <laughs> no, I don't even care, but that's the, that's the thing. That's where I go for the large whale corporations. Terrific.
1: Let's toss this around a bit. Start with Ivan, then
2: pass it up. Thank you for the information, sir. Uh, question. What is the difference between, like, for example, WhatsApp saying that it's encrypted, right, and they name it there, and um, the signal that you just named? Signal. uh, Oh, Signal? Yes.
0: Signal is decentralized.
2: Decentralized. And WhatsApp is centralized.
0: Decentralized means that it's not housed in any single server that exists right now. Wow. You know, Facebook has their own servers. Signal is spread across the entire world. Facebook actually uses, you use Facebook Messenger, almost everybody does, right? They use Signal's encryption. Wow. Because Signal is the best that's out there. But Signal is completely decentralized and it's nonprofit, it's open source. They don't charge any fees, and that's the way it's going to be forever. They give their encryption code out to everybody that wants to use it. I
2: got They're it. They're amazing. Okay, and then uh, instead of antivirus, what do you suggest to use?
0: If it's just for you, if you're walking into a Best Buy, buy Webroot. Webroot. Webroot, yeah. Web if it's Web a corporation, Webroot. R O O T. If it's a larger corporation and you're working with a technology provider, it would be Sentinel One. Sent? Sentinel. S E N T I N E L One. Yeah, just like a guard, that kind of sentinel?
2: Yes. That's
0: Thank you, artifi- You bet. That's artificially intelligence-powered. Please.
3: So um, you know, first of all, this, what you shared today is actually extremely important. People don't realize it's easy to steal your business than to grow it for the, someone to start it over, right? So I had the FBI come to my door um, because um, the Chinese were in town, a small town, and they happened to get into our servers and they started um, stealing stuff. And so we had the whole big investigation, cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars, all because one of my employees let his son borrow a laptop that went to Starbucks, yeah. right? And so you need to understand it's that if all your information, I, I use Nord all the time, VPN. I travel around the world. I don't connect unless that Nord's connected. It's on my laptop, it's on my phone. It's gotta be on your phone. It's the best $50 you'll spend, because I'm telling you, it's so easy to steal data. There there are kids right now on YouTube that are uh, downloading easy software that will do it. They'll take it from you. They don't know the data they're collecting, but then that laptop, or they're going to connect somewhere else, and someone's going to steal it from them. So you are not protected in this room, I'm telling you. Just because they say they give you the... The Westin 2019 code, and you connect to it, you are not protected. So each and every one of you are um, really, really um, vulnerable. Let's just put it that way. So it, I appreciate that. It takes so long to build what we built, right?
0: But it can be snatched away in just a couple of seconds. Yeah. All right, please.
1: Yeah, thanks for the information. It scares the hell out of me. Good. (laughs) Like some of the things I like to do, and I'd like Michael to interview you and share this conversation and bring it to our students in our online school. So please contact me.
4: Absolutely. Thank you. So as you were talking, it was interesting to me because I kept thinking, oh, Rondi, you need to talk to Rondi, and then there you are in the picture Yeah.
0: I'm a, an invitee of Ronde's. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah. So absolutely, um, I'm a I'm an independent uh, consultant. Um, so other than um, like I do two two um, double authentication or whatever, all, all that kind of stuff. But as in, I, I don't really feel like I have much that I give a shit if somebody wants yeah. to sniff me. Like you, you know, um, is that naive? Am I making a mistake with that attitude?
0: It's a little naive. What? What drives your business right now? I don't know what you do,
4: Sean. I'm sorry. I'm an independent consultant. I, I'm, I'm, I uh, do operations for entrepreneurs. Okay. So, yeah. so you store personal data? Uh, yeah, Somewhere. I mean, I, so, somewhat, yeah, I guess I do. Mo- mostly it's, it's, as far as their IP, whenever I'm dealing with their IP, I do VPN with their stuff on their yeah. and I keep everything on their system. Me, personally, I don't store anything. I guess I have a copy of my contract, you, you know. But everything's always with their company, stored with their company. I don't do anything on my side that I keep anything.
0: You invoice, right? Yeah. Where's yeah. all that stored? Process I mean, credit it. cards? Yeah. yeah. On your computers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you are.
4: There you idea. go. Yeah, outstanding. Okay. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, sure, sure. No
0: problem. Yeah. The, the other issue with this, and I'll tell you this, going forward with the CCPA coming across the board with HIPAA, I'm required to do this now. But with PCI, this is coming across the nation with CCPA with California starting this. HIPAA right now, if medical records get breached, I am obligated by law to report that breach to the FBI. If I don't, I literally go to prison <laughs> within a couple of weeks. The same thing's going to happen with credit card data. That's what the CCPA that California is starting this trend now too. So anybody that works with you, your IT guy, if you have a breach, he has to report it. Otherwise, he goes to prison.
2: Anthony? Great, great presentation, by the way. Um, a a couple of years ago, I read this book about online privacy, and, and a, a couple of years ago, I read this book about online privacy, and, and it went through the details of the VPNs and using Tor, and uh, from emails and encryptions, and so I really was obsessed, and I drilled really into it. And uh, it's it's an interesting element because it's you have either your your comfort of using just regular programs, or you have the safety, which is could be Uncomfortable, right? I was going sure. through multiple steps to get, but it's it's also that you know convenience is what you give up to have But The um, using like uh, emails, like I use Proton Mail now for oh, that's good for a uh, yeah, some of the emails, but then it's also my organization. We we use just a regular servers like Namecheap or something for for the yeah. servers, but it's, uh, Proton for everyone who doesn't know is totally encrypted and untraceable email from Swiss, yes, as well. yes. Um, with VPNs, it's a lot of websites, they, they block it, so I, it, it, it's a pain in the ass to go to Bank of America when I have my VPN on, I have like four of them that I subscribe to, but then sometimes I just turn it off because I can't go and navigate through regular sites, so it's just that, that comfort zone, like how do you, what do you do for the in-between, or make it simple to <laughs> have the programs, but also, you know, be safe at the same point. That's a great uh,
0: That's a great point, that's talking about balance. You know, how, how secure is too secure? <laughs> Where it prevents you from getting work done, right? You're talking about your VPN not even allowing you to go to, your, to bankofamerica.com. You're right on that. There's a lot of VPNs that do that. That's why I mentioned Nord. Nord VPN, I don't know which one you use right now, but Nord
2: will even... Hide my ass, uh, Yeah, they, they've been around
0: for a long time, but yeah, yeah, Nord yeah. even helps you bypass Netflix restrictions in other countries. So they'll definitely allow you to go to your bank. <laughs> They're a great one that's out there, but yeah, other ones just don't keep up. It's kind of like the whole thing where a lot of antivirus software out there says they protect you, but really they don't. That's the same with a lot of VPNs.
2: And what I found is, like, um, what I found is if you have your server, like, you, you can subscribe and pay for the uh, ProtonMail server, have your own domain, but if you're, like, Gmail is one of the most common ones that we use, right? So the, if the government uh, wants to investigate you or if you get sued and, you know, you have a discovery process, they can subpoena all your emails, it's, it's uh, much harder for them to go to like Switzerland and go and subpoena that. So it's actually yeah. some things that I can block. But it's um, for instead of Dropbox, I use pCloud. Yeah. Is there any other secure ones that you recommend that you know for file sharing or for any other programs yeah, like? It's called Oak
0: something. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Is Dropbox secure? There's ways to encrypt Dropbox. Almost everybody in the world uses Dropbox, right? (laughs) For something or another. But there's ways to encrypt that. You have to pay for additional services from third parties to do that. But I'll get you the name. I'll, I'll talk with Michael and see if we can have it posted for that. But there's other ones that are out there. They're not as integratable as Dropbox is. They won't talk to your apps on your tablet, just like Dropbox does, but there's, there's other ones that are available. Cool. We'll share those resources yeah. with everyone. I'm sorry,
4: can I ask one more question? You just got me all interested. So <laughs> real quick, uh, and then we'll go to the other side. OK, so for a sort of small company uh, like mine, um, do you have? is there something that you, you have where you could give a, uh, where it's still you're in business to make money, right, where you could do something for a smaller company and go, OK, here's my package for you, here's your ideas, here's your what you can do, and I'm paying you for your expertise, but yet I don't have to go try to figure out how do I use Nord and how do I use this and how do I use that, here's your Five things or 10 things that you should do for your company.
0: You got it. I can get you what those are to implement yourself right now, but that's the mass market I was talking about because okay. that exact package is what I want to bring to every single consumer in the entire nation. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's the business plan to say, here's the, because like I said, Sentinel One, you can't get into that unless you buy at least a 1,000 licenses. Yeah. And so if I can wrap that up in a nice, neat little package and say, here's what you need, just foundation, mm-hmm. and then you can talk to your IT person beyond that, but at least you now have the tools.
4: Yeah, yeah, if I could get a list, that'd be great. I sure appreciate it, it. thank you.
0: That'll be
1: great, and that could be a start of of that platform to to make it available to others utilizing BA as a test case. Who's got any, any comments and thoughts? Perfect, awesome, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Big hand.
0: Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan, and I approve this message.